Hello, everybody. Welcome to Investigating Mars, a podcast all about Veronica Mars and watching it episode by episode. So here we are for the pilot, and I'm Heidi. And I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. And joining us today, we have Stephanie. Hey! Yay! <laughs> Welcome, so welcome to our first official episode. Yeah, first I'm so excited. Okay, uh, Steph, will you tell us how you started watching Veronica Mars? Okay. All right. Well, it was uh, several, just a few years ago after I watched Buffy, I was just trying to catch up on everything that I'd missed. And this is one of the, um, I don't know, one of the shows that came after Buffy with the strong female. Because I think the show was based on books that was about a male protagonist yeah i think it was yeah no i didn't so, know that huh. yeah and um i watched on hulu or, or something but i bought the dvds and watched the whole series like within a couple of weeks <laughs> and just loved it that's what I, I I would love to be able to watch it in a couple of weeks. I'm I'm already addicted. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, you don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm addicted, but I'm definitely that there's enough potential in this first episode that I I want to watch more. Uh huh. Yeah, this is going to be just torture to, for you guys to see how things sort of pan out. Yeah, the mystery just I was just sucked in by the mystery right off the bat. Uh huh. And the bad thing about a mystery is carrying it for 22 weeks, it's really hard to get viewers on board because, you know, just so much, you know, a, a little is uh, revealed each episode about uh-huh. the, the overarching mystery. But Yeah, which actually brings us to, I'm going to let you guys in on the mystery segment, which we're not going to do until the end. But so you can be thinking about it, because the overarching mystery for the season is who killed Lily Kane. I assume that to be true. (laughs) That is our question every episode. I'm going to ask you who murdered Lily Kane. Ah. (laughs) So you can have a different guess every time or the same guess every time. Who knows? All right. So I yeah. keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go right now and say anybody except the person who's in jail for it. <laughs> that <laughs> is probably a safe guess. Anyone else. <laughs> All right. So should we get into some episode discussion on the pilot? Let's see, will someone read the episode summary from the Google document? I can do that. Okay. Go for it. Veronica's junior year at Neptune High gets off to a rocky start as she is targeted by the PCH biker gang for helping a snitch who later becomes one of her best friends. Meanwhile, her dad Keith forbids Veronica to investigate Jake Kane, a local billionaire and father of Duncan Kane, her ex-boyfriend. Ignoring his orders, she makes a shocking discovery about her family's past. All right. So the way I thought we'd kind of uh, do our discussion on the episode is to break it up into kind of a A plot, B plot, maybe C plot. Um, So our A plot today is going to be the whole Wallace and the Biker Gang. So that includes everything from uh, Logan to Sheriff Lamb. It's 
you know, most of the episode. And then after that, we will talk about uh, Jake Kane and that story. And then if we haven't covered it all, we'll talk about Veronica's past. But, you know, everything may come up, so we may not have to go into that. So let's start off with Wallace and the Biker Gang. Can I just say that um, I was so excited to see, just just in the credits, uh, Michael Muni's name. I love him to death. And uh, and then I realized that he's just a, a guest a guest star, and I was very disappointed. I hope he sticks around. But... Who is that? Uh, sheriff uh, Lamb. Uh, he's the he's the new sheriff. Oh, from yeah. Young and the Restless. Yes, and I watch <laughs> Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you will notice with the credits, like if you watch them every time, they change quite regularly, at least in the first season. Oh, like, okay. It's it's actually really interesting, like who will pop up in the credits and then just go away and never be seen again (laughs) should we we watch them yeah yeah totally watch the credits but speaking of the credits greatest theme song ever yes (laughs) oh yeah so this is like the theme song so i was really happy to hear it because i've been hearing so much about it and (laughs) um in our in our first little you know primer episode um i heard something about robin potentially (laughs) singing us something um, with this theme song. So I was looking everywhere to find him an instrumental version, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, that's the problem he's been having, too. He can't yeah, find, like, a karaoke so version. We can only hope, but I, I like yeah. the theme song. <laughs> yeah, so far for the first episode, I just have, uh, like, music. Actually, before, you know, I, I, it's interesting, like, with um, with, with this episode, because I got such... We were talking about... Um, um, and Naomi, I think you were talking about a bunch of, or I think it was Stephanie, talking about a bunch of um, uh, TV, like just teen shows coming out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, this, she reminded me so much of Buffy, like so much. Yeah. And like, I have a, like a list of like, like how similar they are, but I have to say that her wardrobe is a lot, a lot more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, one of my first things that I was noticing about the wardrobe was the chokers. I was like, weren't, yes! the, weren't the chokers like done in the nineties? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a flashback though. It was a, it was the, the choker that she was wearing and we'll get to it. But when I noticed, I, I thought the exact same thing, Jimmy. And then I realized, oh, but wait a minute, this is a flashback. But weren't they like late nineties? Because I remember I, them being big when I was in high school, and I graduated in two thousand. Yeah, I think they. Were, I think chokers definitely were in the late nineties, not the two thousands. So, well, I mean, it, <laughs> well, it might have been a, a little set. rollover. It was set like when it aired. So, like, okay, because they do talk about streaming video. So uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Neptune is in a little like uh, you know fashion. Um, and it, it could be something that was happening, a, a fashion thing that was for that click. Yeah, okay. I, time. Let's go with that. I'll go. I, I, I can secede to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just excited to see that. We've always been on to a discussion about the fact of, you know, people were wearing ribbons during the French Revolution that were r- tied right around the neck. And we can trace the history of this fashion back to, you know, like, 500 years if you want and we can just simply say that you know everything comes back around yeah certainly (laughs) i like the way you think let's go with that 
I felt like the Uggs and booty shorts that we see later on was very 2000s, late 90s. So I think they got that right at least. Yeah, what did you guys think of the plaid pants? <laughs> yeah. I missed those. Yeah. I, I did too. Veronica was wearing them and I was like, wow. I don't even. That feels like it was like late 90s too. Like, I don't remember. I remember in the show because I noticed them, but I don't remember when they were in fashion. Were they ever? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe she's <laughs> trying. Maybe Veronica's fashion sense comes from the fact that she's trying to be as unlike her former peers as possible. Yeah, but I did. I did appreciate it, at least in the first scene, like she's just wearing like normal high school clothes uh-huh. that were very, just like because like I I was mentioning before that. I noticed so many Buffy parallels, and then I just remember the pilot of Buffy and how, um, yeah, Michelle Geller was wearing something really interesting. And so I th- thought this was really more realistic, and it kind of helps ground the character as well. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here with the disclaimer that I've never seen Buffy the TV show. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I'm, I'm so shamed. Um, I've never seen Angel. Some... I, I'm not a vampire person. But I, I did see the movie, and that was hilarious. But Buffy was definitely Valley Girl fashion forward. So yes. I've not, I, I, and I think at this point, Veronica is definitely fashion backward. clean and, I'm, and, and doesn't have horrible stains on it, and no one will notice me outrageously as I'm following them. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Like she doesn't want to be noticed. Uh, so I wanted to touch uh, touch real quick on the uh, on the specific Coast Highway Bike Club. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they specifically call it a bike club in the. Uh, so are these high school students too? Yeah. Are all these they all go to the high school as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes them a lot That's... more threatening. <laughs> the gang leader looks like he's thirty years old. I don't believe, I don't buy it. Yeah, no. <laughs> How he's many re- times he's did a rough he life. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did any of you ever see Free Willy two? No. Or like Shazam oh. when it first came out. How about Shazam? Oh no, nope, I missed that one too. When okay. It first came out. Well, he was the little boy in oh those God. movies, and it's really quite I like hilarious. him though. I like <laughs> him though. Um. I, I don't know if I should, but I kind of like his attitude. <laughs> I, liked him, I liked him a little better by the end. Yes. Right? Yeah. I, I didn't really get it throughout until the end. And then at the end, you know, it kind of came together and, and I started to like him. And I don't, like you said, I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but I, I kind of found a respect for him at the end there. So I have to say, like, from the first scene, like, just because we're, we're talking about Wallace and the Biker Gang, Wallace's duct-taped underwear, that's the first thing I, and then the, the misspelling of the word snitch. Which I had <laughs> never noticed. I, I didn't notice the misspelling, but I was oh my just gosh. focusing on the fact of, did they actually leave him underwear, or was it... I yeah, know, and taking it off. So painful to take it off. <laughs> that's exactly where my mind went. I'm like, how... It's like... Okay, would it actually be a favor to try and cut him out of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the longer he's up there, the worse it's going to hurt. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, poor guy, poor guy. But the thing about Wallace and the Biker Gang, you know, in the first scene, she talks about how there's no middle class in Neptune. There's there's the wealthy, and then there's everybody else. And so Veronica was in the clique with the, the rich kids, 
and now she's not. And she just seems so lonely until um, until she until Wallace comes to town and she's finally got a friend. And at first, she doesn't want to to be friends with him when he comes to sit at her table. But uh, she just kind of she just helps the helpless. <laughs> and I have to say, I really like their scenes together. Um, yeah. I just, I like their chemistry, uh, except what, for... It's such a nice table. What's it made out of? That just... Oak. I had to pause. Oak, yeah. And I laughed so hard at that scene. At that so there line. Was... I was just like, oh. So I don't know what you guys think, but um, I noticed that they seem just very buddy-buddy, like friendly, except for the one scene where they're on the beach with um, when he's flying his plane and they're playing this romantic song in the background that just really threw me off because I got nothing romantic between the two of them. So I don't know what to think about that. Cause yeah, I think that was just UPN music. Yeah. Just, you know, like CW music. Uh, I wouldn't make anything out of that. No. Okay. Well, I, I know that I, I, like I said, I haven't watched this before, but just with the different places that I'm on, on the internet, I, I do re- read and write a lot of fan fiction. So all of a sudden, as the episode's going through and character names are coming out, all Uh-oh. of a sudden I'm see, going back to all of like the fan fiction recommendations that I've seen over the last however many years for Veronica Mars. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-oh. Well, you know things. <laughs> I, I don't know if I know things. But <laughs> I'm like, how, at this point in time, how does that even happen? happen mm-hmm. yes uh, okay. as to what you're talking about exactly <laughs> i know what you're talking about and tell no one <laughs> <laughs> yes please maybe i think my ears want to be um save that but um so speaking about um the biker gang in the beginning um in the intro like i have to first say it was very film noir i kind of like this whole the the, the mood of the of like the pilot. It was very film noir in like a, in many senses, but like yes. the stakeout, how did they find her? Like, did I miss something? Like how did the biker game find her there? You know, I had never really thought about that before. And I did this time. I was like, did they just happen upon her? Cause <laughs> why did they know she was there? I know she seems so co- covert and, you know, just cause like she's on a stakeout. So she's supposed to be incognito and she seems pretty savvy. And then all of a sudden it's like random biker gang just finds her. And it was very like, when I thought about it afterwards, like at the time I was just went along with it. But at the, <laughs> when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, wow, they're, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. The only thing I, I can think is maybe one of them happened to drive by and saw her there and went and got everybody else and brought them back. I mean, it is it, it is hard to miss a a, a LeBaron convertible. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yes, I love that she drives that car. It cracks me up. <laughs> I, I just figured it was a skeezy part of town, and here comes the biker gang. And okay, yeah, <laughs> they already sure. hang out there anyway at the Camelot. <laughs> yeah. The dog is so cute. Yeah, oh my gosh! Back, back up. up. Uh, I know, died because her father says too. don't forget to take backup and I was like uh, so I was thinking like Wallace like what's happening here and then you don't hear the dog's name until like they come and like knock on her car and I just about died I was like that's perfect <laughs> I the funniest wa- thing I actually watched the episode three times 
and and it wasn't until the third time that I watched it that I caught the dog's name was back up and I cracked right up. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Okay, what do you guys think of Sheriff Lamb? Oh my god. Other than we love Michael to find out that the wizard is actually like some mob boss that he's reporting well, to or something. <laughs> well, I was wondering cuz like there's like a few Wizard of Oz references. Is that a thing? Like is that going to be a thing with the series like something like the creators? want us to think or am i just overthinking because like he mentions it twice and then i think there's a little dog too reference in here yeah, that's okay. right there is yeah um, so there three there were three references to the wizard of oz and i thought the same thing like is that a thing <laughs> no oh. i think it's i think that they put like pretty regularly like literature references but i don't know that it was necessarily on purpose that it all happened in the same episode i mean the sheriff lamb ones were because he just uses that to be little people but but having weevil say it i i really don't think that was maybe intentional uh i dig the new sheriff because he's a, a dick and he's really good at playing that role <laughs> yeah 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 he is that i mean he's he's interesting i um yeah, I want to slap him in the face. So I guess that, you know, job done, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. I had a question. Um, like, Veronica stresses that the town has a sheriff's department, not a police department. I didn't know there was a difference. Do you all know what the difference is? Yes, in cities you have police in, like, a rural area, or not really a rural area, but a, a unincorporated area, you have, like, a sheriff. Yeah, Neptune is. That makes sense. Yeah, Neptune well, is not inco- not incorporated. I, I mean, I'm I'm not sure about that because where I'm from in New York, like if I called, there could possibly be three different police coming to my house because I'm in the village of, and then the village is in a township, and the township is in the county. So we have the village police, the town police, and then there's the county sheriffs. And I think with the sheriff, that that's actually an elected position yeah at least for the head you know the head sheriff yeah the sheriff Um, in neptune is elected so that i I think with the idea of saying that this is a with with the chief of police i think that's an appointment that's made by a mayor so it's just someone says yes you are you are my chief of police it's not up for election so the fact that he was a her father was able to be kicked out Uh through an election is something that's you know, it's not just a police, it's a sheriff, it's political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he, um, so basically when we have Wallace's flashback to the convenience store and, um, you know, he pressed the button to, to have the cops come, but um, they, even though he denied it, they had that videotape, which I thought was, wow, it's been a while since I've seen a VHS videotape. Um, <laughs> so he pulled, he pulled that out. And that was his evidence, right? That's why he they, they took the guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Without yeah, I mean, reviewing the tape or anything, he just, oh, there's right. a just took VHS it, yeah. there. It's obviously going to show me what I want. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, uh, that was pretty. And so, so then we have the whole, like, and I like this because I like the whole, like, um, like plot, plot with the bong, like starting from, the, well, was it the bong? Yeah, it was starting uh-huh. with the bong, right? Yeah. Yeah, it all started because Logan was harassing Veronica, giving her a hard time. He's so mean. So oh my when gosh, she yeah. got 
she got him back, but it also served another purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get the tape swapped. I thought that was just ingenious. Yes. Yeah. You know what else I love? I love that we see Inga, the German Oh, I love Inga. <laughs> secretary. And then we get that later where Veronica impersonates her and we find out that Inga knows about when Veronica was raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I missed her the first time. So when I heard her impersonate Inga, I just thought she had made up a character named Inga. And then we get the, the scene with her... Um, or maybe you know, we flashback. didn't get, or was it backwards? Maybe I'm confused. No, no, that, I mean, we, we weren't told her name the first time around, but yeah. as soon as she was, was on and talking to the, Veronica was, was talking to that with the accent. I was like, oh, right. she's, impro- okay. okay, she's impersonating that. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. And yeah, her whole little plot there was ingenious because I think it unfolded like one step at a time. Like you thought she was just getting back at Duncan and that book, that that whole locker search bong thing was hilarious. And I don't know, what do you guys think about Duncan? <laughs> I have really mixed feelings. <laughs> Wait, Duncan's the ex-boyfriend, right? Oh, not Duncan. Okay, we have to talk about him. I meant Logan. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, start with Logan. Okay, start with Logan. Uh, well, uh, he's a jerk. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm wanting to know, you know, what is in the backstory between Veronica and Logan that that, that came up? I mean, he's, yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's not just it's not apathy there. There is something that that he that there, there's a cause for that, whether it's extreme hate or maybe he was into her before she hooked up with Duncan or whatever. But I don't know. But there is something there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I thought that, um, like, he was a real jerk. And then you have that one scene in the flashback when they're talking about, I'm sure we'll get to this, like, I guess, Lily. And he shows all this emotion. So I was, but then I was like, is this just a ruse? Like, is he being real here? Because, I don't know. Because we'll get to, you know, our theories about who killed her. But I just, he's, he's like, he intrigued me. Unlike some other people in this pilot. Yep. I'm definitely intrigued by him, and I think that from what I got from it was that uh, that scene where where Logan and, and is talking to Veronica and saying saying about how you know that's that that's my my girlfriend and that's you know your boyfriend or your your boyfriend's sister and your family. How can you do this? I think that's where it sounds like it stems from for me. Like he blames her for whatever the 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 rigmarole that they're that the family had to go through or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you think he was being honest in that? Like that was like not him faking. That was him no. having honest emotion. Okay. I think that might be where the animosity stems, stems from. Like why there's that contention between them. Yeah. That's I, true. Then I like him. I like him a little bit more because I can understand him. But then I thought maybe that was just, that was a fake thing. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Doring is the actor that plays Logan Eccles, and he is a fantastic actor, and it is a shame and injustice that this guy is not a bigger star than this. Yes. <laughs> like, after Veronica Mars, he was on that vampire show, Moonlight? Yeah. Uh, and he was on, um, I don't know why I know this, but he was on a show called Ringer on the CW. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just, my head. He just gets, like, 
guest uh, roles here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, he he's been in a couple of pilots that have just never gotten picked up. It's a shame. Yeah, he really is. Okay, so one character that you may not have caught his name, um, Cliff, is the lawyer that came into the office. <gasps> yes, and... I love him. Such a sleazo. <laughs> oh my god, but I love oh, him. But but he was perfect. Just the fact that you know. Yeah, your dad's busy, but I'm just going to leave this here open on your desk and, yeah, whatever happens with it, sure. Oh, I was like, that's perfect. That's just perfect. Yeah, and I love that in tying up the whole Wallace and the biker gang and everything else that she does there, she also helps out Cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was great. I, just, I love his client's name, Loretta Cancun. I was like, yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> But that's where that's one thing like that whole scene when she first meets him is where I was really struck by the film noir thing again because like the I guess um, like Mrs. Kane like walks out and does that whole like um, twenty sort of thing. yeah the femme fatale thing and I just like that whole scene a lot um, and then of course yeah. like we have the father daughter um, moment after that which is awesome yeah the whole show really is very film noir. Mm-hmm. Okay. We also met Vice Principal Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Wendy, Wendy, they, they break into her locker. First of all, the cop had like a porn stash or a hipster <laughs> stash. And I just love that she knows the name of his dog, Buster. Like, and that, the dog that listens to her. Yeah. Yes, yes, listens to her. But then that she has the principal's like picture in a frame in her locker. I love that. And nothing else. Yes, and nothing else. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica is a very clever girl. She's yep. very crafty. Yeah. Uh, and she's also really smart. She's an AP. Like she's in an AP class. Like, I'm like, how does she manage to do all this? She's very smart. I was yeah, impressed. Very... Yeah. Okay. Um. So the guy at the fire department helped her out so she's definitely got friends all over yeah which is helpful she has she has that guy that kid what was his name like corny or something corny. like yeah is that really his name it was corny i'm not sure if that's like his the, given the name but that's his okay name, okay that's yeah. what they call him okay i just didn't know if i was hearing that right uh-huh. that is <laughs> but it. yeah she seems to have like connections everywhere mm-hmm. it's cool well, and that would make sense, though, because her dad was the sheriff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of probably means she had relationships with all of those kinds of people because of her father. And they probably still are on his side, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> he still has his loyal friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it seems like just it's the it's sort of like you have the um, like they said, there's no middle class. So you have the. Um, the, the affluent and they all look down upon him and you know he's an outcast from that perspective but everybody else like the underbelly if you will of neptune is all on their side which is which is really interesting mm-hmm. okay also i want to know what you guys thought about uh the scene with logan and the bikers with the cars on the beach well i i i liked it the fact that, okay, 
you have cleared your debt, so now you are you are our girl. You are under our protection. We know that you're badass, and we're just going to come in. And, oh, that was perfect. I also thought it was interesting because Logan seemed like such like a jerk the whole episode, and except for that one flashback scene. And then here, I don't know, there was something human about him. Um, the way that he was just like almost like humbled or he was, you know, just like he just kind of took it, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't expect that from him. She never did get that apology, though. Mm, true. But Wallace got one. <laughs> and he needed one. <laughs> I thought that whole scene was pretty was 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 pretty good. I got really angry with Logan at the beginning, you know, when he was smashing the, you know, the headlights out and being Logan, um, but uh, once the once the the biker came, the the biker group showed up and started kind of like, you know, going through the car and making fun of the O Town CD or whatever it was, and <laughs> the, the whole the whole the whole thing. I mean, they really kind of shamed him down, and I thought that 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 was really good. I think that that needed to happen, uh, and I like that. I I like that he didn't apologize. Because he stood his ground, but uh, but I'm also glad that he took a beating for it. <laughs> and here's here's the interesting thing, and I think I don't know. I'm fascinated by him because he came off as such a jerk. Like when she called him, like I think she called him like a the, like every high school needs to have a psychotic jack, jackass or something like that in the beginning. And you wanted to punch his face because he just has that kind of face. And then in this scene, <laughs> it was like he looked like a lost little boy a little bit, and also the flashback scene. And I was like, this is really interesting because that's why I'm really interested to see where it goes because I had both reactions in the course of one episode. Now, I only was able to see the episode once so far, but he got punched. He's like, the way I'm remembering it, he, the, the guy says, you know, what do you have to say? And he says something. Dude punches him. What do you have to say? Kiss my ass. What did he say the first time? Because I, I could not make that out. And I'm I don't sure know, maybe it's not <laughs> Yeah, some okay, some smart aleck comment. Okay, but it was just the, the, it really that that moment was sort of perfect and did show the fact that his character was more than just the the idiot, you know, jackass there, and that he he's did more have, than just the uh, sidekick to Duncan Kane. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that he really did have, you know, a core in him. Because you get punched. Yeah, sure, you make the smart aleck comment once. And then you get punched. And then you get cave in. But he was ready. He's like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm standing my ground. And that was, I was like, okay. I think I could like Logan as a character. We'll have to see where else it goes. But Yeah, unlike, because um, he got more screen time than um, Duncan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's move into the B plot. And we'll talk about Duncan and Jake and Celeste and the whole thing. All right. Um, so should we talk about Duncan first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> what do you think oh, of Duncan? I really hope that, and I really seriously hope that, because you, you get the sense of, like, he's defending her a little bit um, in the car when Logan's being a jerk to her. And, you know, just like this very thing, like, obviously, there's a little bit of feelings there. But honestly, I don't know if it's the actor or just whatever, but I just did not care for him. I just he's so wooden. 
Like he's just mm-hmm. wooden. And there's actually I didn't one either. I just thought he was so boring. Yeah. And there's that scene in the flashback when they discover, I guess, Lily's body, and he's rocking back and forth. And I, you, sh- I guess I was supposed to feel sympathy for him, but I laughed. Because he was just rocking back and forth with this expression on his face. I can't explain it. I felt bad. <laughs> but yeah, I did not care for him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, the actor just lacks charisma or something. Especially up to, up next to Jason Doring. He's just kind of boring to me. I, I mean, he has very beautiful eyes. That's about the best I can yeah, say for I mean, Duncan right now. He's a cutie pie. But I don't know, he just sort of blends in with all of the other, you know, the the, the leading men of that type, where he, it's not like I could pick him out of a lineup. He just sort of blended in, and he could have been any any actor. Well, and I was just like, eh. Yeah, you know what's really interesting is he, if you look at pictures, he actually looks a lot like Shane West and Scott Porter, yep. who are both... Yes excellent actors and so it's kind of like okay we're expecting more out of you here yeah he just Mm. does not have screen presence yeah that's perfect maybe it'll get better maybe it'll get better i don't know (laughs) well that's why i'm hoping like you know i just hope that i don't know if they're gonna where it's gonna go because obviously she has some sort of romantic interest and i'm just afraid (laughs) (laughs) i guess we'll have to see is this is was this Amanda Seyfried's first uh, first role? Um, I will she... look into that. Yeah, yeah, do that because I'm not sure if it was her first role, but it's like the first thing that I remember her in. Who did she play? I... Lily. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and like everything I see her in, like she's this huge movie star now, and I'm like, oh, Lily Kane. I, <laughs> and I don't I think I really like. I don't really like her as I haven't seen anything that I really enjoyed her as an actress in, but I like her in this. She is, yeah, she is. <laughs> She's obnoxious, in this role, which She's I think is. But I like her. I think is why I go back to this all the time whenever I see her is because I enjoy her so much as this character. <laughs> um, she was in she oh as the world turns, um, as the world turns. All My Children, Main Girls. Oh, that's right. She was in All My Children. Oh, I haven't who, was, who was she in All My Children? Joni Stafford. She was... Well, she was pretty young. She was... Somebody jo- it says uh, Joni Stafford, but that name doesn't ring a bell to me. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe she was somebody's friend. I, like, vaguely remember her, but mm. on there. Wow. But Mean Girls was about the time that Veronica Mars was. Okay. And that explains it, because I'm probably the only woman who has never seen Ver- um, Mean Girls, so. Oh, I know, God. I know, I need to, I need to, you, so. My child, my child is in high school right now, and they still quote this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, and I know all about it, I just haven't actually sat down to watch it yet, so it's... It'll happen, it'll happen. In fact, like, since I like her so much in this, I might have to go back and watch that, because... Um, so I assume that we're going to see a lot more of her, even though she's she's dead, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Okay, because <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a really short part for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. She ends up with a like big old 
like that that head trauma was really um nasty <laughs> yeah it really was but um i'm hoping we see more of her because she's like we only saw like two seconds of of the yeah, interaction exactly. right yeah so yeah i'm hoping for more flashbacks oh but yeah this show and the flashbacks <laughs> it like seriously made my head spin a little bit i'm like wait Wait, wait, again? His flashback? Her flashback? A flashback yeah, within a flashback? There's just a lot of, <laughs> lot of information that they've got to get out. And it's, yeah, there's just yeah, a, there's a was, lot going on. And that was one of the things where I, I didn't really pick up on the, on the fact that it was trying to do a noir style. But now that, now that you're saying it here, I'm like, oh, okay. That's, but I was, I was getting a little bit annoyed with the voiceovers and the flashbacks. And it's, it's just like, okay, I know you have so much information that you want to get out to us, but I really hope it gets better in, as we go on. But, okay. So that was one thing that, that sort of annoyed me coming in with no spoilers at all. Uh-huh. So, so maybe we should put that out there. This is a noir-style TV show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, oh, okay. I mean, I, I got that, but it was just like voiceover. I'm like, oh, people do voiceover still? And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess they did back then. And then all the flashbacks. I didn't mind it as much, but it was just really interesting because I did feel like the one thing when I walked away from this, I felt like this was like three episodes almost in one because so much happened. There was like, there's just so much that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how about Celeste hiring them to follow her husband? And oh, her mother. Sla- yeah. It's such a slap in the face. Yeah. That Celeste would have her husband's, you know, number one enemy investigate. Well, apparently there's no other private investigators in town. That's no, what I'm I thinking. Guess, yeah, I guess he's the only, the only, uh, yeah. But strangely enough, the fact that, like, you know, maybe Stephanie, it's what you said, it's like a slap in the face. But also the fact that, like, she seems to have confidence that he does a good job, which, if you think about it, didn't he bungle, or they think he bungled that case? The, I mean, the Lily Kane case. So why would she have faith that he would do a good job in this instance? Well, the the line that she said was um, something about your dogged determination. Oh, okay. So even if he's going after the wrong bone, it's he's dogged. It's just you're going. Yeah. So okay. when, once you get that in there, you're just going. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I thought, um, I don't really think, have any... Um, I don't know. I don't have any opinions necessarily about the mother and we didn't see too much of the father, but he's into something shady for sure. I'm just really curious, especially with the reveal that he was meeting her mom who looks like Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. That's not Lisa Kudrow though. Right. Oh, it can't be. No, it's <laughs> just, I just saw her in the flashback and the birthday flashback. I was like, wait a minute, but no, I can see I was, that. I was really surprised. Like I did not remember, um, Leanne being in the first episode. I thought it would be a while before her mom would show back up. Well, but, I mean, she's only really in the flashbacks right now. And the, uh, I mean, aside from the fact that she is, well, we assume that she is the woman in the in the hotel room. But we don't see a whole lot of her other than the flashbacks. The cake and when she leaves. And that was about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just them fighting. I did like the way that, you know, she had that flashback about her mom leaving and said that she left her that unicorn music box and then the note. And I, you know, you'd expect her to 
almost like look at the note with a tearful thing in her eye and she just crumples it up. I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of like, I like her attitude. <laughs> I like Veronica. <laughs> and what do you guys think of Veronica and Keith's relationship? That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That's her dad, right? Keith is her dad? Yes. Yeah. Um, I really like him i don't understand why he lets his daughter stay out all hours of the night um but outside of that uh like he's really i like their relationship i get i get this really great feeling that you know he's really trying to protect her from whatever it he knows something about this lily kane case that he's not telling her and uh and he's i i feel like he's doing it for the for the right reasons i don't know why i feel that already but i i that's just my initial reaction but man is he funny (laughs) (laughs) well i i remember him from um just shoot me and that's like the big thing oh my gosh yeah the photographer that's right such a different role (laughs) it it was just well i don't know with with like the corny lines and that was that just was like okay yep that's exactly who he is I got you, because I'm so. thinking more of the womanizing-ish kind of role that he played. Like, he was supposed to be, like, all that photographer. But... Oh, that was him? Yeah, see? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't even put that together. That's funny. Um, I, But, you know, Jimmy, like what you said, like, he's trying to protect her. But what I really appreciate is that he also seems to trust her and know that she's smart. Like, he knows that she knows what she's doing and he puts a lot of faith in her. Like when he's leaving for the airport and he's, and she's like, I'll book your flight by the time you get there. Like the end, you know, he says, if you're going to go after, like he knows she's going to go after, um, like he, he first tells her not to go after, um, Kane. And then he's like, but when you do go after him, take up, take back up. I just appreciated, um, the fact that they seem to have a very friendly and like he trusts her. And I like that. It actually made me wonder how much Veronica's mom was in the picture even before the breakup, because mm. that seems like they've been, you know, on their own for a while. Like it's been the two of them as the main parent-child relationship. So how much was Veronica's mom really there, or was she more of like this trying to to climb the social ladder and just yeah. out all the time? Because Logan did allude to the fact that. Her mom drank a lot, or and was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, like she drank a lot and was a lot of fun, or something like that. I caught that too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he had been around her socially in some ways, or or that she socialized with the kids, like the graduate style socializing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even in the in the flashback where Keith and Leanne are arguing, uh, you could kind of see the relationship with Keith and Veronica there when she calls him in to watch the, um, the footage of Abel Koontz being arrested. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just, um, I, I don't know. I obviously didn't get a very good impression of her (laughs) but it would just be interesting how she feels with her mom coming back into it um like how she deals with that and how he deals with it too Mm because do you think that's what do you think that's what he's um her father's protecting her from is more um like i'm I'm curious as to if it's because it's dangerous because you know 
um, or, or what he exactly he's protecting her from there. Or I think, yeah. I, I think he's trying. My, my again, my impression is that he's trying to protect her emotionally. I think that I think that the mother, there was a side of the mother that. Veronica didn't know, and he's trying to protect her from that side of her mother. That maybe Veronica's better off with her mother out of the picture. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I get that. I'm just wondering if... I'm wondering if all that started while they were still married and still together. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I, I hadn't really gone back that far but I, it would I, I thought that it I mean it sounds like it's been something that's been going on for a long long time okay. to me anyways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay you guys ready to get into just the kind of the little leftover things that we didn't really address I, I have a rant okay okay so I'm ready for this <laughs> okay and and I, I don't know if we need to like trigger warnings out there but I want to talk about Veronica's morning after scene and she goes to the, the sheriff's department, okay, and he just sits there and you want me to just arrest all of the boys of the Mosa, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I want you to take her to the hospital and get a, a, a rape kit done on her and get DNA evidence and then find out who it belongs to. Yeah, no, do your job. Do your yeah. job. Oh, my God. No, you don't just, I, yeah, so that was that was my big thing. I... I was ready to like just reach through the screen and throttle him. Well, you know, in in small towns, uh, there are the authorities don't necessarily. There's like nobody to answer to in small towns. You know, um, they there's nobody to uh, force them to do what they're supposed to do a lot of the times. Well, and it's very I, cruel and mean and. Heartless. And in Neptune, the rich kids rule all because they're just rule, yeah. Yeah, their parents are the ones electing the sheriff. I think that that's what is so satisfying about the scene where the uh, the biker gang comes and rescues Veronica and Wallace, uh, because you feel like you feel you feel like rich people have the upper hand they can afford you know the best lawyers and poor people are just at their mercy and helpless and um finally you know uh veronica has somebody on her side that has a little power when the uh the biker gang comes in to save the day yeah i completely agree with you I was not a big fan of this whole plot point storyline. The whole uh, not not because not because it wasn't done well or anything like that. Uh, it's just something I I just don't like it, and I don't like the way that she was treated. Yeah, yeah, I was really I was really uncomfortable with it. Though though one thing that I that that I thought was kind of a great kind of irony thing was that she was wearing like the white virginal dress. Yes. And I, I, I thought that was really kind of a nice twist on, on, on a really terrible plot point. Um, but then the one thing that I had to focus on because I just had to bring myself out of the, out, out of that, that scene. I, I couldn't, I, I, I just couldn't really deal with it very well. But um, I focused on the, on the continuity issue with her strap on her dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. 
I, I was like, I was like, that strap's broken. She can't pull that strap up. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> she had a safety pin. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but then it yeah, was broken the, again. The network, they really had to fight to keep that storyline in. The network hated it and wanted to drop it. I oh, guess see, I, that, that reason, because it makes you feel very uncomfortable. And I actually appreciated it for that reason, because it was yeah. so uncomfortable. Because um, I... Um, so, so you know, there's two huge things here. It's like this, this pilot, basically, you know, her best friend gets murdered in a brutal way. And, you know, we also have this, like, we have this, um, this rape thing, which is, you know, pretty heavy and pretty real for, um, a show. And it was hard. It was hard. And especially the fact that I know with the class distinctions, um, what the sheriff was saying, however, he didn't show any sympathy towards her or anything. And it was just very cold. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I kind of appreciated them bringing that up just in the, in the greater, cause you don't see that a lot on shows, you know, it's, um, so I, I, I kind of liked it for that reason. So it was like meant to make you uncomfortable, but it also explains a lot about who she is. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah, can kind of see where she comes changed. from. Yeah. She has, she is nowhere near that same person she was a year ago. So I mean, so much has happened to her. She is a completely different girl. Yeah. And she, she basically, so she got raped after her mother left. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Cause yeah, at first when the first time watching through, I didn't get that. And I was like, well, where's her mother? Cause I know she just says that she didn't tell her dad. And I think that says a lot too. Like she was trying to protect him. So I don't, I don't know. I appreciated it, but I can understand it was very, it was, it was hard to watch. It was hard to stomach too. Mm-hmm. I think she also probably didn't tell her dad because he would have found out who did it, and if the sheriff wouldn't do anything about it, it could have been very bad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but being a girl, you can, you can see, I can, I can totally understand you. Why you wouldn't want to tell your father things because you just wouldn't, you just, mm-hmm. you know, it would be only be bad, and you just keep it to yourself, and it's awkward. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> Okay, anybody have anything else about the Lily Kane case? It's intriguing. Other other than you have to answer that question in a minute, but... No, I I don't think so. Because I I, I don't think we have... I don't think there was enough information about it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have a hard time... uh, I mean... you know, the, oh, the video, the video that got released, that was the, that was the other thing. Like, they were watching it at school, and, and so they're saying that somebody benefited from that. Like, the, there was a monetary benefit that, for the fact that that was streaming online, and it was the daughter of, um, that, I don't know where that, I don't know how that ties in, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think she was referring to the fact that whoever... Uh, sold the tape from the evidence from the police station. Oh, Got okay, a huge okay. Monetary. And it was just very ironic that uh, Jay Kane was the inventor of streaming video. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And okay. it, this was all, it was on the cover of People magazine and it was on Entertainment Tonight. This was big, big news. All right, all right. I, I, I wasn't sure now that you say that, all that makes sense. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, are you guys ready to do quotes? Oh, I have. I have okay. quotes. 
I have quotes too. All right. Jimmy, you go first. Oh, okay. I have a bunch to choose from here. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, say what you want about real cheese, but I'm a fan of the orange powder oh. packed stuff. <laughs> you took mine. <laughs> That's exactly the first one that I had. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Malika, you go next. Um, okay. Underneath that angry woman shell, there's a slightly less angry woman who's just dying to bake me something. You're a marshmallow, Veronica was. A Twinkie. <laughs> you got to get that in. Part of Sorry. Twinkie. Twinkie. Yeah. I just like the way he said that, too. Yeah. That, that is, and that's where the marshmallow comes from. Mm-hmm. You guys were, were wondering about that. So. Um, I, I, not a super big quote, but I just love the fact that Wallace said, I feel like I'm the outsiders. And then she immediately calls them soda pop. Yes. <laughs> I yep. was like, okay. Yep. I, I I have that one listed to the, the Be Cool Soda Pop. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. I had that one too. That's awesome. Okay, Yvette? Um, mine is really short. It was just, I'm no longer that girl. Sad. Mm. That's, that's a good one. Steph, do you have a quote? Yeah, every girl's got to have a hobby. Photography's mine. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I like the, I used to be cool. When? 77. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has some great lines. Uh, I also have the uh, the one that was mentioned earlier. The every school has an obligatory psychotic jackass. He's ours. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the what when the bike gang first comes up and Veronica's like, well, show me it. Maybe I'll be your girlfriend. <gasps> we could go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> And then the lawyer. I like this case. It's tawdry. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. of course there's a. And, well, if you're going to talk about the lawyer, then immediately, even though it's a completely different, different setting, he's like, and th- this excuses the the other case, right? We can we can see that might. <laughs> okay, I also have. Of course, it's another Keith quote. Uh, tonight we eat like the lower middle class to which we aspire. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his hibachi dance. His, yeah. Yes. Dance <laughs> cracked me up. I was dying. <laughs> I also have a quote for him. It's the, who's your daddy? I hate it when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he says it at the end, you see that she's not mad that he kept the secret file about the murder from her. I actually really like that too. Like it was like yeah. she was, cause you always see it in so many shows. Like, you know, it leads to, I think that's what I appreciate about their, their relationship is that you always see it in so many shows that like, there's all this misunderstanding and hurt feelings and you know, this and that. And it just seemed like this was a little bit more real. I like mm-hmm. that. Can I read this article? Yeah. Okay. It's like reviewing season one. Um, Ace of Case, number one fan, Joss Whedon on Veronica Mars. The Buffy creator shares his thoughts on the Teen Sleuth show. Number one fan, Joss Whedon on Veronica Mars. Last year, Veronica Mars' best friend was murdered. Some months later, she was drugged at a party and raped in her sleep. Welcome to the funniest and most romantic show on TV. Collected on DVD and Veronica Mars, the complete first season. Love it. (laughs) On the surface, Veronica Mars is a simple Nancy Drew update. 
High School Girl Solves Mysteries. It's impressive how well it works as just that. Because week to week, nothing is harder to pull off than a genuine whodunit, and no show does it better than Veronica Mars. But obviously, it's what lies deeper that not only makes the show remarkable, but defines it. Mysteries are its central metaphor. Veronica solves little puzzles because she, like all of us, cannot unravel the bigger ones. Her life now turned upside down. Additionally, her sheriff's sheriff father's been fired, her mother's run out, and her true love has inexplicably deserted her. She's developed a knack for seeing through people and their inevitable fictions. She also has cameras, audio taps, and data bases, courtesy of the reduced-to-private detective dad she works for. She's a super sleuth, but the show never forgets that her power is born of pain and that the kids who don't need to see or average every secret wrong are actually happier and more well-adjusted. Yet our identification is always strictly with Veronica, the girl buffeted by the base duplicity of her peers and the unfathomable vagaries of her own heart. The teen soap element of the show is just as compelling as the season-long murder mystery. Nobody is who you think they are. Everyone shifts, betrays, reveals... Through their surprising humor as well as their flaws, the show is filled with deft, glorious wit. Creator Rob Thomas and his scribblers give Veronica Mars more laughs than many sitcoms, and they never grate against the emotional brutality. So where's a commentary, Rob? The extras are frustratingly thin. Almost everyone in the ensemble shines, particularly Jason Doring as Veronica's hypo... Hip... Hip... <clears throat> hypnotically incorrigible nemesis Logan and always impressive Callan uh, Tony as Keith Mars, the world's greatest dad. Seriously greatest. There should be a mug. At the center <laughs> of all, <laughs> it's Veronica it. herself. Belle is most remarkable for not what she brings, warmth, intelligence, and big funny, but for what she leaves out. For all the pathos of her art, she never begs for our affection. There is a distance to her, a hole in the center of Veronica's persona. Belle constantly conveys it without even seeming to be aware of it. She's a star turn with... No, it's a... It's a star turn with zero pyrotechnics, and apart from the occasional awkward voiceover, it's a teeny bit flawless. Season works as a mystery, comedy, and romantic drama, often simultaneously. But what elevates it is that in a TV scape, creepily obsessed with solving crime, with crime solving, Veronica Mars actually asks why. It knows we need our dose of solution as a panacea against the uncontrollable chaos of life's real mysteries. And it shows feelingly that having the answers is never enough. That is a very nice unspoilery review. <laughs> very. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I was afraid. I was afraid about midway through. I was like, "Oh no, don't spoil me! Don't spoil me!" And then don't I was tell like, me who Logan is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that was very cool. And that yeah. was yeah, by Joss. excited. Did you say yep. that that was that, that was by Joss? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. October eleventh, two thousand and five. It's in mm. Entertainment Weekly. My nice. hero. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a little bit of feedback. We did not get any emails yet, but we do have a couple things from the Facebook group. Will somebody read the comment from Natalia? I got this one. Uh, 
So, I wanted to watch the pilot yesterday and burnt through the first four episodes in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought, ah, voiceover. Uh, hate voiceovers. Uh, and, ah, shameless exposition. And, ah, the good guys versus the bad guys. <laughs> but then Veronica was all badass and self-confident and self-reliant and all that other self-stuff <laughs> of the good kind uh, that you can think of. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> Long story short, I'm now in love with the character. I even think, dare I say it, she's better than Buffy because she doesn't have a superpower to rely on, only her wit and her courage, and I'm happy I've started watching. She's not as mopey as Buffy either. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, uh, I don't know if I can agree with that better than Buffy. We've <laughs> <laughs> only seen one episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I can go there right quite yet. And that's not saying that the show's better, it's saying that, you know, mm. the character... <laughs> Yeah, I can see the character. I, we have to hold off on the show. Right. My dog's yeah. named Buffy, so <laughs> just to tell you where my allegiance lay right now. <laughs> yeah, Angel was the Angel was my my cake topper um, in my uh, on my wedding cake. Oh so. my god! Awesome. Yeah, that's so funny. No that's wonder great. we're friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody read Ray's. I can. Um, okay. The thing that sticks, to, sticks out to me after rewatching the pilot is how amazing Kristen Bell as Veronica right from, is from right from the start. She has this perfect blend of being adorable and cute, but also badass and believable as tough investigative PI. She's also so good that it's hard to imagine anyone else in the role. Oh, and the quips and the snarky dialogue is very Joss Whedon-esque. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I can see why he is uh, such a big fan of the show. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, and I like that it's similar, but it's definitely a completely different genre and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's enough to to make me feel nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And Buffy ended in 2003, correct? Is that right? 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so that means that this started... Uh, maybe like two or three years after Buffy ended. So there was a, definitely a gap missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Buffy was on UPN at the end. So, yeah, yeah, I just, I feel like the, after that UPN was always looking for its Buffy replacement. And even now, I think that it's evolved into, you know, the, the vampire diaries and other things. But I, I feel like, the CW uh, executives are always looking for their that show mm-hmm. that has all those qualities that Buffy has. But they're never going to find it. No, <laughs> there would never be a replacement. No. No. This is good in the spirit. Like I like the the spirit of this as yeah. opposed to like Vampire Dies, which tries to do it a little bit more literally. Like I just think that this is a good spirit of Buffy without being Buffy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Who killed Lily Kane? <laughs> oh, Veronica's ooh, ooh. mom. Hands down. I'm going with Veronica's mom, too. I'm going with Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, at, at this point, there's so many to choose from. So I think I'm going to go with funny for right now. And I'm going to say she committed suicide. Because <laughs> that's really she funny. She herself in the head. <laughs> Wow. All right. And there are other characters coming. There are characters that are not even in this 
episode. Right, exactly. Which is why I, I like this segment, because I think it'll be interesting to see over the course of the season. <laughs> I think I think that Veronica's mother was having an affair with 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 the father, with Jake uh Kane. Thank you. With Jake Kane and and Lily found out and she was gonna tell and so she killed her. That's my theory right now as of yeah, episode right, one. Yeah. <laughs> like a very well thought out theory. Yeah. Mine was more like more, mine was more like Duncan was jealous of Veronica and Lily's friendship, so he just murdered his sister. <laughs> it's not a serious theory. I just don't like Duncan. <laughs> Any excuse to get him off the show. Yes. <laughs> I mean I know I know that it has to be related to the fact that she discovered something, but mm-hmm. the idea that it was just an affair, I mean that uh, that doesn't seem like something worth killing for. So I'm, I know that there's got to be a larger secret behind it. So when, once I figure out what the larger secret is, then we'll, then we'll know who killed it. Well, and that was, that was the thing that li- the, it was like the last thing that Lily ever said to Veronica was, yeah, I, I know a it's secret. secret. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Cause it was like, that's the last thing she ever said. It was something about a secret and it's a good one. Right. Yes. Yeah. In, in her really, really tight top that she was wearing. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I didn't know she was that I, well I, in I doubt. I noticed how tight her top was. Why don't you tell us about it some more? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, the, the couple of scenes that she was in, and she had that same kind of really tight, Amanda Seyfried had that really tight top on, and I was like, wow, there's... A lot of boob there. <laughs> I just I just spent the whole time think, wondering. I was like, I didn't know Amanda Seagrid was that well endowed. And I was like, huh. <laughs> that was my exact, that is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I didn't realize that she was that big up there. <laughs> Maybe she was like Sarah Michelle Gellar. She was at one time. And then the thinner she got, as she got older, she just lost it. Ah, I hadn't That's thought possible. of that. Or a really good bra. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A bra can do a lot. Bra, mm-hmm. a couple tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I hate about mysteries? I hate uh, when a show like you can—it's obvious who did it because it's the it's the biggest guest star, and then like they introduce them a little bit, and then there's a there's the uh, the the red herring is that the word i'm looking uh-huh. for yeah yep, it's yep, supposed it. to throw you off the the track and then it ends up being the person that you least expect okay or something like that but this does not do it's i, I can't explain it you, that is not this goes by no um formula there's no formula that this, that this show goes by to get yeah the end it's really it's a lot smarter than most procedurals which i wouldn't call this a procedural but as far as like the case of the week goes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's sometimes really shocking yeah so is there going to be uh uh, so then my assumption is so every week there is going to be kind of like an uh, like you know, a monster of the week for lack of a, you know, uh-huh. and then, and then everything else will revolve around the, will, will, will be outside of that. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. Yes. For the most part. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Okay, so let's do ratings, which, Steph, we're stealing this from potential casts because we like okay. it. <laughs> oh, uh, remind me of the system again. Um, out of 10, and you come up with your own rating system. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go first since I'm here <laughs> and I'm going to go with, so I'm, I watched it three times and every time I watched it, I liked it a little more. Uh, it's the pilot. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead and be like, ah, oh, 10 out of 10 because it's, you know, it's a pilot and I'm not real sure what I, what all's going on. So I'm going to go, I'm going to vote a little conservatively and I'm going to say probably about six and a half out of 10 90 style chokers. <laughs> the poor broken uh, I... half a choker. <laughs> I like this. I liked it. I mean, I definitely want to see more. But if I never saw another episode, I wouldn't really ever think about it again. So that's not that great of a sign. But I would say seven out of ten neon Camelot signs. Nice. <laughs> Well, I, like I said before, I didn't pick up on the fact that it was supposed to be a an homage to the Norse style. So the the voiceovers were definitely irritating. Um, perhaps I'll be a little bit more forgiving from now on. Um, so I will give it the seven cherub shaped bonds. <laughs> I had that too. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because we're all rating around the same but we're all saying different things because I really liked it <laughs> I um, I enjoyed it um, I think that there was just enough to interest me I did like the film noir type things and I also am predisposed to liking Kristen Bell um, <laughs> I gave it but I gave it 7 out of 10 um, Veronica the videotape slayers ah. <laughs> right <laughs> Okay, Steph, you're up. Well, I'm. I think this is a fantastic pilot. Like it's up there with the Lost pilot for me. I, I, oh god, I just love the, uh, you know, the flashbacks and the. It's just not. It's non-linear and the character, the character points of, you know, that she is. She was so naive and young before the murder, and that now she's so cynical and hardened and uh and she just has a guard up and i just i'm a i'm a sucker for a mystery i give it 10 out of 10 marshmallows i don't know wow (laughs) (laughs) that's like a that's like a grand slam there for the pilot (laughs) yeah this this to me also is an excellent pilot because some pilots are just they don't really tell you necessarily how the show's going to be. And I feel like this pilot really does. Yeah. And um, so I really enjoy it. However, knowing certain things that come later, I'm going to have to go nine out of 10 crowbars to the headlights. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So uh, our contact information, anybody want to do that? I can do that. Okay, go for it. You can contact us via email at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. 
You can follow us on Twitter at InvestigateMars, or you can find us at Facebook at InvestigatingMars. Yes. Okay, we want to thank Stephanie for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Yay. We're so glad that you came on for this first episode, first official episode. Yeah. And yes. please tell people, although I'm sure they already know, where they can find you. <laughs> okay, I do Potential Cast, which is a Buffy Rewatch podcast. Uh, we're on season five now. That's at PotentialCast.com. And we also do Redemption Cast. We're in season two of Angel redemptioncast.blogspot.com I do What's On With Stephen Dez that's my weekly television podcast What's On With Stephen Dez.blogspot.com and that's it right that's all I do <laughs> <laughs> for now I think, so. I, I think you now. covered it yeah <laughs> alright um, so our next episode is called credit where credit's due so does anybody have any ideas about what the case might be about based on that title credit card fraud. cheating <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna go with credit card fraud of some sort I, i'm going with the, the idea that someone's cheating at school or something that, right. that credit is not being uh -huh. given oh, that kind uh -huh. of credit oh, so plagiarism plagiarism there we go interesting all right well you guys can go and watch that episode now and mm. until next time this is us signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.